Welcome to the Inside Story. I'm Billy Hollowell, and I am joined today by Christian Post reporter Ryan Foley. How you doing, Ryan? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, as always, thanks for coming on. You had a recent interview, and and I found this incredibly intriguing in light of the fact that when it comes to presidential candidates, we tend to only hear from a few of them, right? Because the media focuses on the ones who have familiar names or the people who are expected to be at the debates. And so we don't always get to actually get a full scope and view of all of the candidates. And you had a chance to really look at this interesting candidate. Um, he's down in Texas. His name is Ryan Binkley. Tell us a little bit about what is so interesting in your view based on your interview with, with Ryan Binkley. Well, the most unique aspect of his candidacy uh, which, in my opinion, makes it interesting, is his plan to implement the SAVE program. It's an acronym that stands for Serving and Volunteering in Education. This would involve what he envisions as the greatest volunteer movement since the Peace Corps, consisting of college students volunteering at schools across the United States, teaching the students how to read, write, and do math. He sees doing this as necessary to improve the performance and education in the United States, which he views as lackluster. At the same time, Binkley is very conscientious about the national debt, so he wants private America to pick up the tab for this initiative, and then he also wants to place a big emphasis on vocational training. Yeah, that and that is, you know, really not something we hear very often about. And, you know, his candidacy... Yeah, obviously, you look at him, he's running as a Republican. Some people might not, again, know who he is. He's also a pastor. He's a businessman and a pastor running as a Republican. How does he differ, in your view, from some of the other GOP rivals that are running? It's a, it's a pretty crowded field right now. Well, I'd say the biggest difference is kind of what you've hinted at, which is name ID. While there are several other lesser-known candidates, which I wrote an entire listicle on, Binkley's positions, much of them, closely overlap with those of the top contenders in the race and Republican office holders in general. He's pro-life. He wants to do a security and dignity act. That's his view on the immigration issue. It focuses on this securing the border first. He said he would sign bills that ban gender transition procedures for minors and require athletes to compete on sports teams that correspond with their biological sex as opposed to their gender identity. And many Republican politicians and candidates have said the same thing. So I think the big difference between him and others at this point is name ID. Yeah, no, that <clears throat> that is interesting. And I do think he he seems to be talking about some issues that we're not hearing as much about you know, from those other candidates as as a result of, I think, maybe that pastoral background um, you know, so specifically Trump, because right now, when you look at all the polls, Donald Trump, despite all the legal issues that are going on, he appears to be if if things were going to happen today, right now, he would be the candidate. There's nobody even near him in the polls. How does Binkley? I mean, we talked about some of the more general ways he might differ from GOP rivals. What do you think differentiates him more specifically from somebody like Trump? Well, the biggest difference between Binkley. And Trump, as well as all the other candidates, is his focus on health care. That's something that he's focusing on that Trump and the others are not. He pointed out in his interview with me that the Republican Party never really 
addresses health care reform. This is especially true after the failed attempts to repeal and replace Obamacare at the beginning of the last administration. Republicans couldn't agree on a replacement, therefore nothing ever got done and they basically forgot about health care and most candidates have opted not to talk about the issue and that includes Trump. Binkley wants to create an absolute transformation of health care that involves creating free competition within health care exchanges and focusing on price visibility so people know what the procedures they're seeking cost. Yeah, I mean, these are big issues for people. It's, you know, we could try to ig- ignore some of these issues, and I think both parties <laughs> do that at various times. But but when it comes to health care, when it comes to the economy, these are things that matter to the day in and day out of Americans' lives. And so I look at Binkley and what you're telling me here, and I wonder, okay, why in the world would a pastor want to run for president? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure you've asked him this. What What did he have to say? Well, he feels he is in a good position to address the issues facing his country, given his business background. Well, my article focused a lot on the fact that he's a pastor. He also serves as the president and CEO of the banking firm Generational Group, which has about 50 offices nationwide. He told me that he really believes he can help our country understand what it's going to take to prune and grow our economy as well as fix the debt to GDP ratio. So he, in addition to healthcare, focuses a lot on concerns about spending and the lack of money that we have and the need to get it under control. Which used to be very, very big issues for Republicans, right? I mean, every Republican would talk about that and many still do, um, but it became a lesser issue, I think, in recent years with so many other things happening, and yet you look at the national debt, it doesn't matter what party you're in, the national debt is dangerous. I mean, you cannot continue to carry this level of you know tens of trillions of dollars in debt. It's just not good for the country. Um, but, but I wanted to ask you one more question on Binkley and then a more general question about the candidates. What, what chance does Binkley have to make it to the debate stage? Because that's the, really where a lot of people are finally going to actually hear the ideas uh, these candidates have. Well, when I did the interview with Binkley, which was in the middle of last month, he was optimistic that he was going to make it to the debate stage while acknowledging that it would not be an easy task. The requirements for making it onto the debate stage include securing at least 1% support in three national polls or two national polls and one national poll from two of the first four states to hold presidential primaries or caucuses next year, which would be Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada. And the debate stage hopefuls must also get a minimum of 40,000 individual donors with at least 200 per state or territory in at least 20 states or territories and sign a pledge vowing to support the eventual full Republican nominee. Candidates must meet all these requirements within 48 hours of the debate, which will take place on Fox News on August 23rd. So Bakley still has time to meet all these requirements. But keep in mind that some of the more well-known contenders, including Mike Pence, are having trouble with the donor requirements and the real clear politics average of polls, which kind of aggregates all the polls, asking voters if they want to be their candidate, doesn't even include Binkley. So there's no real easy way to check how he's been doing in the polls. But there is still time, a little bit over two weeks to go. So, And there will be other debates as well. So... 
Yeah, and if we learned anything in recent years, it's that it's that politics today is not following the script that it always has, right? So who knows? The sky's the limit, I guess, and how all of this will go. We don't even know if Trump's going to be at those debates. So it'll be really interesting um, to see. Now, before we go, and I, you know, feel free to take as much time as you want here, but who are some of the other candidates? Because Binkley's not the only one that we're not hearing from in the mainstream necessarily. So who else is out there? Yeah, there are a total of nine candidates that I kind of put in an article focusing on the lesser known candidates. One of them is Steve Laffey. He was the former mayor of Cranston, Rhode Island, which is directly south of Providence. He ran unsuccessfully in the Republican United States presidency, I'm sorry, in the Republican U.S. Senate primary in 2006 against incumbent Lincoln Chafee, who was actually a Republican senator from Rhode Island. He later became a Democrat Laffey didn't win the primary, and Chafee ended up losing the election, and then four years later, winning the governorship as an independent. Laffey is running on pulling all students out of the public schools and mailing families a check so they can educate their children how they see fit. And then there's Corey Stapleton, the former Secretary of State of Montana. He's running on a new approach of leading the greatest nation in the world that rejects what he describes as fear-based politics that is too focused on winning the next culture war. Businessman Perry Johnson, who has proposed a plan to cut two cents off of every dollar in federal spending, is also running. Taylor Marshall, a traditionalist Catholic podcast host who is advocating for making no-fault divorce, contraception, and abortion illegal, is also seeking to become president. And then Joe Exotic, an incarcerated reality star known as the Tiger King, who has made abolition of the Internal Revenue Service and imposition of term limits. His main campaign promises is running as a Democrat, Afro man, a rapper running on decriminalizing marijuana, paying reparations, and halting foreign aid payments to other countries. Is also running, and then there's John Anthony Castro, who is seeking to implement a health care program modeled after the Federal Reserve, and Bishop E.W. Jackson, who had run for office in Virginia unsuccessfully in the past and is seeking to put through constitutional amendments banning abortion and same-sex marriage. Boy, that is quite the... Quite the roster, and Joe Exotic stands out uh, there. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, Well, with all of that said, Ryan, as always, appreciate you coming on the show, breaking it all down. We'll have you back again very soon. Thank you for having me. Look forward to coming back. Everyone else, make sure you tune in next week for another episode of The Inside Story. We'll see you then.